This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, you guys, welcome to the playoff preview edition of the Temple of Who podcast. On Sunday, we did our awards uh, edition episode. Uh, this one, we wanted to do the playoff preview live, give our takes, have you guys hop in at the end after we get going. If you request, we do see you. We're just going to go through these playoff previews and then talk about, you know, things you guys may agree with, disagree, want to ask us about. So just hold tight. I do see the request. Um, let's begin by talking about these playing games, man. Let's start with your boys yesterday. How you man. feeling, man? That that was that was a fun game. That was a fun game. Um, I was I was really concerned about D'Lo to start, but remember I kept telling you all year he he just has a veteran presence this year. I see right. I, I, all year I've been saying on the pod, man, he, his confidence is just different this year, and he's been like the calming presence. I think for the locker room, and you saw that in the game, bro. Like when we were down, he never got flustered. Uh, he kept attacking. He got us back in it. And in the fourth quarter, he's been doing what he's been doing for us almost all year. I mean, like I told you, he's been basically our closer, honestly. Like I know everybody loves Ant and you know Ant's the explosive athlete, but D man, when it's when the chips when the chips are down, he 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 got nerves of steel, man. He, he really ice cold with it, like for real. So and people kind of saw that last night, uh, when when he, you know, got us the lead and helped put them away. So really impressed with D and obviously Ant, the culture changer. Um uh, side point, I saw Jordan posted that this was the, I think it was the anniversary of Cat's uh, uh, mom's death, I think. So oh, that, that kind of might ex- explain why he was kind of out of it because he did look like he was pressing a lot. So uh, I think he was just emotionally probably he was just out of it. Right. And I'm with you on the D-Lo praise. I feel like the Clippers experience was showing early. And I thought D-Lo made a couple really big, just veteran savvy plays to kind of right the ship until everybody got their nerves settled. And then Ant was was Ant late. But like I told you, you guys got a really good team, man. Like that team, you guys definitely wouldn't even be in the play in if it wasn't for that rough start. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, I, I, we were talking about how that team was was much better than what their record was because of the, of the slow start. So man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, man. It's good, it's good to see kind of the turn of the tide and see some young teams, you know, make waves. You know what I mean? So that, that, that was happy for you guys. Um, let's talk about the Brooklyn Cleveland game. Hey. So <laughs> right. <laughs> I felt bad for the Cavs because when Kyrie comes out playing like that, it's not too much you can do. Really not. You know, uh nine for nine for dub in the first half. I, I was amazed they even kept it close after taking that shot in the face, man. Because when Kyrie gets like that, it, it gets demoralizing because it's good defense. It doesn't matter the ball's hitting on net. Um did you watching that game? Did you feel more more comfortable or less comfortable with Brooklyn going into the playoffs? Or do you just feel like Boston was going to be better regardless, or what? What's your confidence level in Brooklyn 
uh, making that <laughs> competitive or even you know winning. It's fu- it's funny because uh you know the boys the boys is in the in the uh, audience right now. We were just having this conversation on Clubhouse the other night, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, like I, it's really gonna be. I, I got it a seven game series. Um, I have yeah, I have Celtics in seven. I do think that Kyrie and KD just being in this environment, they're going to be able to just get you those like miraculous games where they can just go off. And then they're going to, I think they're going to push the series. But ultimately, I, I do like Boston top to bottom uh, better than what the Nets have right now, unless somehow Ben Simmons plays and he's able to give something uh, that uh, beneficial. But I, I do like Boston top to bottom right now. I think they have just a little bit more that's going to be able to get them over the hump in the game seven. Uh, I was kind of concerned when I saw Seth Curry play 33 minutes and give 0.0 assists. Uh, it kind of, you know, reminded me of why he's always on the trade block, even though <laughs> well, because like, you know, when you have games like that, when people need you, it, it kind of right. makes you more disposable. So if, if, he, if he's, you know, if he's playing like that, uh, Brooklyn going to be in a lot of trouble. But I, I think Kyrie and Katie are going to open up the the Nets uh, others. A lot, and I think they're going to push the Celtics. But I think ultimately, Celtics have just have a better overall roster, and they have home court. Okay, so I'll just steer back to the play in uh, this this game. Um, first game this night was a, tonight was a dud, really. Uh, Atlanta came out early and then just delivered a knockout blow to Charlotte in the second half. This is a second straight year Charlotte put up a nasty showing in the playing game. Uh, don't worry, Hornets fans. Redacted is on the way. Don't even trip. Uh, he will be there to get you through to the next level. Don't even worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but on, on a serious note, man, I'm kind of disappointed in the Hornets, man. Just to come out and give that type of effort in, in, in a play-in situation with your season on the line, I, I just expect more, man. I, I'm disappointed. That that team, it's, you got to be better than that with your season on the line. Man, it's you, I mean, you said it. You, you, you hit it all on the head, bro. Don't need to be said on that. On that note. Yeah, I mean, we not, we not gonna spend minutes breaking down thirty point blowouts. So you, <laughs> it's, you know, like, it's, 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 it's like you, you see, that's exactly why they gonna go into off season, uh, making all the moves that they need to make because, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's just a pathetic performance. I mean, it's, it's sad because they have forty three wins, but to come out like that, man, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, MJ cheat too. So he he'll keep this fresh in his mind. You know, they put that stuff about bridges, the contract. <laughs> yeah. You know, MJ cheat. He cheat and he he and you know he got that old school mentality when it comes right. to eating, right? So it's like it's like, man, y'all want all this money and you yep. playing game and you was getting your ass whipped by 30 points. Nah, no. <laughs> and then the in the final game uh, of the play that we saw in the first one was New Orleans hosting San Antonio, knocked them off. Uh New Orleans got into control. San Antonio made a run late, um, but ultimately it's just too much B.I. And, and C.J. at the end of the day. C.J. held it down while B.I. was in foul trouble. B.I. closed him out late. I think 32 for C.J., 27 B.I., almost 60 points. You got another 22 from uh, J.V. on top of that, Jonas on top of that. I think we both said before the game that on paper just New Orleans was just way more talented. Right. And on top of that, DeJounte was still sick. That's why I didn't pack Reek up. I know DeJounte's still sick. He tried to gut through it, but he obviously just wasn't himself, man. But so what what was your take on that game? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was a talent the disadvantage from the jump. It was gonna have to take a hot shooting night from everybody. Uh as Paul saying in the comments, 
you know, DeHante's, uh, you know, DeHante is a, a great guard, but like you need a, you need a guy who can shoot, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and his <laughs> shooting is just so inconsistent sometimes. And you kind of, you kind of saw that tonight, man, because he was he was missing a lot. They needed Vassal to go on a hot six of twelve three to even stay within the game. Like it was just a clear tad disadvantage from the beginning, and then couple uh, you combine that with bad shooting from your star, it was going to be a long night for him. Uh, kudos though to the uh, to the Pelicans though, because when that got dicey, Bi came in and put that away because it could have easily went the other way, like the like the Clippers and uh, Wolves game did. So. Uh, good on Bi for closing out, and the uh, Pelicans gonna they gonna play the Clippers on Friday. Yeah, man, I was having flashbacks to Bi early years, man, when that fourth quarter was happening in before he ride the ship, man. You know that man used to be having clutch demons. So uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, happy. Yeah, I was getting worried. I wasn't gonna. Yeah. Lie. I was like, damn, it, it might it might happen again. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm I'm happy he ride the ship and, and got him through. So let's move on to these one and done games for the AC. Then we'll get into the series. Uh, let's stay here in the West while we're here. Um, Pelicans at Clippers Friday night. I'm a little nervous for the Pelicans. Uh, last week, last week they went out there, got blasted. A Pelicans beat writer did remind me that they were in LA for five days, which is a notorious death wish for any NBA team. Historically, if you look at it going back to the seventies, any teams that spend more than three days in LA, uh, the play gets nasty for obvious reasons. Uh, so I, I maybe want to throw that out. The Pelicans won three out of the four meetings with the with the uh, Clippers this year, but you know playoff one off anything can happen. Who do you like in that game, Kings, and why? Man, it's it's you know I, I, at first I was thinking you know the Clippers should easily win that they have more uh, versatility, more talent. But honestly, uh, if you look at the type of defenders or two that the Pelicans can throw at PG. I really like the Pelicans' sh- uh, chances. I, I mean, I know the the Clippers gonna have a lot of wing defenders for Bi, but I think the the key for the um the Pelicans is gonna be CJ. I'm not sure if the uh if the Clippers got that type of guard that can stay in front of it. I mean, uh, obviously, man probably the, the best bet. So man's gonna have to have a hella defensive uh performance because CJ I think might be primed for a big game. But uh, it's, it's tough. But honestly, I think you know in the one game setting. You have to make a lot of adjustments that we're going to see what uh, Green is made of coaching, but I, I got Ty Lue. I think Ty Lue's going to come in. He's going to make the right adjustments. He's going to throw the right switching schemes. That's going to make B.I. uncomfortable. He's going to put the game in C.J. to try and shoot over, you know, the trees and length he's going to put on him. And uh, I think the the Clippers, you know, eat, uh, squeak this out, squeak this out. Yeah, I think it's like a that. close game either way. I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning Clippers. I'm just – the only thing is – that three-point shooting is prone to such such variance. It's so yeah. up and down. But when they get hot, this is impossible to guard because of the way they spread the floor out. The only thing is you got to keep an eye on um, Luke Kennard's injury. You know, he right. couldn't go. And he's the best three-point shooter in the NBA percentage-wise this season. He gives just, a, a, just hella spacing for whoever for whatever creators on the court. He makes life so much easier for PG, Reggie Jackson, you know, those guys who like to create. And if he can't go or is extremely limited, then, you know, that that, that kind of changes what they want to do offensively. I think you even saw the Timberwolves take advantage of that shrinking the floor a little bit late in the game. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Clippers because of the experience. My, my heart's with the Pelicans. Watching the defensive masterclass that, that Herb Jones and Trey Murphy put on tonight, you know, it gives me a little bit of hope going yeah. against, you know, PG and those guys. Uh 
quietly quiet as it's kept. You know, Cat was so bad, people slept on him, but PG was not good for the vast majority oh, of that game. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I think that is going to have to change for the Clippers to win this game. The, the, the Pelicans, man, uh, we'll see. I, I'm leaning Clippers in this one. I, I mean, I'm rooting for the Pelicans, but I'm, I'm leaning Clippers, so I'm kind of with you here. Same, same. Right. Moving on to the final game on the other side, you got Atlanta going to Cleveland for the final playoff spot. So Man. off the rip, I'm leaning Atlanta, but Atlanta has been just so terrible on the road this season. You just never know. But I think they should win this game with all the injuries that Cleveland is dealing with and having not having though their bigs available to to shorten the strengthen the floor, shrinking the floor for Trey. So I'm leaving Atlanta in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland won because Atlanta is just terrible on the road this year. Yeah, honestly, I, I gotta go with Cleveland um, because I think they had they have the defenders to get stops on Atlanta, and you know it's gonna be hard for Atlanta to, to keep Darius Garland from getting dribble penetration. Uh, he's, yeah. gonna, he's gonna eat that up. Uh, Cleveland is gonna make it tough on Trey when he gets inside to make his reads and to make his uh, floaters and his finishes. I I, I like Cleveland from a, a matchup standpoint, but I mean, I won't be shocked to see, you know, like it's, it's a one-off, it's, you know, it's a one-game situation. Shooters get hot. Next thing you know, they up 20 and they could just coast the rest of the way. So, um, but I think just off the matchups, I like it. I like Cleveland in this game. And I, I like them kind of comfortably too, to be honest. Oh, okay. Oh, comfortably. Hmm. I mean, there might be something to that, man. Like, I, again, like I've said, Atlanta's been awful on the road this year. Even during the turnaround, they just for some reason can't can't get it going on on the road. So there may be something to that. So we'll see what happens. I, I hope both games are close. I think this these games have been a good precursor uh, to the playoffs. Again, I'm going to say it again. I think the I love the playing ID. It just needs because in the East there was one game separating between you know seven and ten, right? So I, I get it. But in the West, like. Minnesota had a, like a nine games up on, on a Tim C. I mean, at some point, you know, you want the regular season to matter, but you don't, you know, you don't want to, you know, overdo it and punish those teams who took it more seriously or, you know, just built up some leeway. So, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's go to these main playoffs, man. So is there, do you think the Clippers or the the Pelicans could get more than a game off the Suns? I I think I think the Clippers can definitely get a game, maybe two. It's gonna be hard to see the Pelicans getting more than one. Honestly, right. If teams want, if people want a competitive first round, they they, they you should be asking for the Clippers. Hmm. Okay, but yeah, I know we both don't we both don't see any upset happening. So yeah, I just think I, I think Phoenix is on a mission, man. I, I don't think they play with their food. I, I think it's five or six either way. I just need uh 
B.I. to have that one breakout game so I can get my agendas off him before they take that gentleman sweep, you know. That, that, <laughs> that Iverson, I need that Iverson to get the Lakers moment, man, so I can just get so I can just get my shit off and then go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Four or five, Dallas versus Utah. This is a tricky one, man, because I feel like I feel like this is gonna be one of my easiest easiest decisions in the first round. But then Luca messes up his calf. Strain, strangest calf, last game of the season, and just I don't know where to go with this. I think if he doesn't play, I'm going to go with Utah. I just don't see them winning I mean, without Luka. Compromise, honestly. So I'm just going exactly by default. Yeah, and I hate it because I think Luca had the exact type of game style to just give Utah nightmares over the course of the series. But if he can't go, is extremely compromised. You kind of got to go with with Utah. Yeah, that's just it. Utah by default. Right. Moving on. Golden State. Denver, my boy. Ooh. Do you see it happening? Steph ranked, ranked, uh, ramped up his scrimmaging. Um, they're still playing at Coy on his availability for game one. Mm-hmm. How do you see this series playing out? If he does, I'll tell you, he has to sit two games. How do you see this series playing out if he has to sit two? Man, I mean, for me, it's. All they gotta do, all they gotta do for me, honestly, they just gotta uh put put the back to back MVP soon to be back back MVP in pick and roll action. I mean, obviously <laughs> that's asking that's asking a lot from Steve Kerr. He hates the pick and roll. He's allergic to the pick and roll, but you know that's all he gotta do. All he gotta do run pick and roll, make Jokic have to guard, make Jokic have to work to to uh, on Draymond on Looney, gas him out, and, and this series should be should be theirs. I mean, even without Curry, I think. At worst, they should be going back to Denver, one uh, one, and then if Curry comes back, it should be three one or two um, two at worst. But I mean, I sh- it should be three one, honestly. Regardless, coming back to Golden State, this should be a five game series. Um, I really just don't see how this can be six unless Sneaker just completely mismanages the series because they just have too much uh, mismatches against Denver. So this should be this should be done quick. I'm gonna go Warriors and six. I think Denver gets two. I think Denver gets two if Steph doesn't play. If Steph plays all the way through, I'm going to say Golden State in five. But it's that the Warriors' offense gets so terrible at times when Steph doesn't play. It's been better lately because Clay's starting to get right and Kerr finally took the leash off of Jordan Poole. So, you know, if that continues in the playoffs, maybe I'll be wrong. But their offense is just prone to so much stagnation you know, without Steph sometimes. And I think that could bite them in the playoffs. So I'm going to pick them in six. But you got them in five, you said, regardless? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I think I think, I think think it just should be in five to five games, bro, because Jordan Poole is, is, enough, to, is enough on his own to be able to um, get Jokic to exert hella energy if you're running that pick and roll look often, especially with his speed. Um, like I said, it should be 1-1 going into Denver. And if Curry comes back, Curry and Poole, that should be you should be able to get three straight. Like I, I just uh-huh. don't see how Denver is able to stop that attack if Curry coaches this properly. Now there's the there's the um there's the ability for him to not coach this properly, and that's how I can see a six game series. So uh but if he does what he needs to do, it should be a five game series. All right. Moving on. My second favorite first round series, Memphis and Minnesota. A lot of smoke between those teams. A lot of trash talk. Pat Bev guarding John Morant for an entire series. 
I think we are in for a treat with this one. Um, I'm going to let you. These are your boys, man. What you got? Do it. Timberwolves and seven. <laughs> I knew. That's it. Timberwolves and seven. That's what I'm gonna say. Cat will cat will uh destroy Steven Adams. I just hope, you know, they pull out Steven Adams because if they play Steven Adams, Cat's gonna destroy him. That's all I have to say about that. D-Lo gonna get his get his buckets and gonna, you know, have his come out party. And Bev is just gonna he's gonna do antics. You know what I mean? He's gonna make life hell for Ja mentally and on the court. It's going to be a seven-game series. It's going to be a lot of back and forth, and I got the T-Wolves. So, um, yeah, this, is, this isn't real. This isn't real, really strict hoop analysis. This is agenda talk, but, yeah, it's the T-Wolves in seven. I, I hear you, man. I, I want to ride with you, but, you know, Memphis is a team I really like. I'm going to go Memphis in, in, in six, but it's going to be six close ones. It's going to be rock fights. These teams already don't like each other. It's going to be fun. This is my second favorite series to watch. Probably my first from a, the other one I want to watch is because I think Hard's about to be a tire fire. I'm about to have fun enjoying that. But this from a pure basketball, non-agenda standpoint, probably my favorite series. So I'm going to go Memphis and six, man. But this is this is, this is is going to be special. It's going to be six close. Song commented how many games before Pat Bev and Dylan Brooks fight. <laughs> oh, man, we might get it in the parking lot, man. <laughs> if they both arrive to the arena at the same time, it might be an issue. <laughs> It's, that's, this is going to be a really fun series. I think, you know, it's not being, it's not being, I don't think it's being talked about enough, but I think this really might, outside of Brooklyn and uh, and uh, Boston, this really might be the best series in terms of entertainment value that we'll, we'll be Right. Right. I, I, I'm not, I don't put that past, you know, being true at all. That definitely could see all that, all that happening. So I'm with you there on the high entertainment value. Um, let's go East now. Do you see Cleveland or Atlanta either pushing Miami? Uh, remember, there is the infamous tweet that was uh, if, the, if uh, Cleveland plays Miami, is Darius Garland the best player on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> if, your, if your answer to that question is yes, then uh, Cleveland has a hell of a shot. If your answer is no, Miami should comfortably win. Um, I think Miami... I think Miami versus Cleveland is going to be a tougher matchup for Miami because Miami is a very physical team. So it, it, Cleveland is also a very physical team as well. So that could be a series that goes six, seven, but I think uh, Miami ultimately has the better, better coach and ultimately has the better, I think slightly better top to down roster, at least for defensively um, offensively is clunky, but I think they have the ex- more experience as well. So they should be able to win that off experience alone. And against Atlanta, um, the Heat is just physical, you know. What I mean, they're very physical, and uh, Atlanta plays a finesse style. I think they can easily comfortably win that five, six games, even though it's going to be ugly. It's going to look nasty. You're going to see like 80 DHOs every game, but I think <laughs> they can comfortably beat Atlanta. Yeah, I don't see either if you can push them for. I just I, every time I look at Cleveland and where they are now, just damn the injuries, man. If that team stayed upright, man. I really feel like they could have pushed somebody in the first round or won a round under the right circumstances. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of yeah. unfortunate, but I do think they have a great foundation moving forward. It's their first time, you know, post first time post LeBron that they have something you know, to build on. You know what I mean? So I think regardless of how it ends, you know, they, they, they got to be happy going forward. Uh, here we go. My favorite series of the first round. 
Philadelphia and Toronto. Listen, man, I'm calling my shot. Raptors in six. Raptors in six. I think Joel Embiid will have to average almost 40 points a game, 40 points a game for him to win that series. He might do it because the – He damn near probably will get it. Yeah, because the Raptors' front line isn't the biggest. However, when I tell you James Harden is going to be in the seventh circle of hell trying to find a switch for those wings and get an advantage, I mean that. I don't think he's – he's probably going to have one of the worst series of his career. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, The lies have gone on too long, and they need to stop. (laughs) I'm taking Toronto in six. James Harden going to average like 17 and 11 from like 39, 24, 92 splits, and I can't wait for it to happen, baby. You know, I'm actually I'm the opposite of you guys, honestly. I, 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 I don't I just don't understand why there's so much hype for Raptors winning this series. I got the Sixers in five or in five or six games max. Five? Yeah, bro. I, I, the, Whoa. Let's, look at the roster, bro. Nobody's over six ten. I'm sorry. You're gonna need at least two people on Embiid at all times. That's gonna be that's gonna leave Maxi and Harden attacking closeouts like the whole game, bro. Like this isn't Houston where they're gonna have Harden stay up top and he can and he's gonna uh hunt pick and rolls all day and that's the only type of offense they can use to generate looks. Nah, they have Embiid. They're gonna dump the Embiid. Uh, Nurse is gonna try and get take Embiid out the game. He's gonna throw a bunch of exotic looks. Embiid's gonna kick it out to his guys. Maxie's and Harden are gonna be able to get you know uh, four on threes and all type of closeout attacks from the from the uh the kickouts all all game long. It's going to be easy, bro. I think Harden's going to have 25, 10. And he's he's going to have good numbers, and I think they're going to, they're going to finish that series quick, bro. Like, I, honestly, I, don't see, I don't see the hype, bro. I, I really just don't see it, but I could be wrong. Hey, the Kings, that's low-key spicy. You've been watching James Harden all season, and you think he's going to average 25 and 10 against the toughest defensive hey. matchup that he's going to see all season over a series? Yeah, like, that's bro. like that's. It, it, it's literally because he's going to be playing off NBA. It's like I said. If okay, Harden, okay, play, okay, play, Harden, okay, playing off. Okay, playing off. Okay, okay. If if Harden was the guy, I would absolutely agree with everything you you guys just said. But he's not. Embiid as averaging is the league's leading scorer, and there's have nobody over six ten. Like okay. I don't think people are understanding that point. Like this is gonna, you know what I mean? Like Harden's not gonna be, you know, seeing the exotic looks. Embiid will be. So Harden's gonna be getting easy looks all game. So. At least that's what I see. I mean, I could be wrong. We'll, we'll have to see. I want to apologize. Um, I have not told King to show analytics, to show him the show analytics. we got a lot of listeners in Canada, so y'all, y'all, uh, please excuse my brother. Um, we do still love you, Canada. God bless. Uh, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> um, Milwaukee and Chicago, I feel like just Chicago's is just like clear. Look at him and look at the injuries and say, what if they have not beat a good team all year? Giannis is going to do nasty things. I do not think Chicago wins a game. I don't even think one of the games is close, to be honest. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> funny because I, I warned people about the, about that team to start. I warned you too. Specifically. You did. 
You did. You did. You did. I told you. I said, this is fool's gold. This was not moving me at all. You know, it was a nice story. You know, Chicago (laughs) has a nice story franchise because of Jordan. You know, the market, all that. I get it. But you know what? A team led by DeMar DeRozan and Zach uh, Zach Levine, that, yeah, that's not moving the needle. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, so so here's where I am. I'm with you. The thing is, they were fine. Like, they were moving fine until the injuries happened. Like, there was no fall off in their play until everybody got hurt. Maples, here's the problem. And I said this before. If your team relies on Lonzo Ball that much, your team is not good. Like, like, that's just the bottom line. That, that could be. That could be. That could be. That, I mean, that could be possible. I just think the way they were set up, he was needed just to somebody else who can who passes the ball in the half court. Bro, it, it, you know think about I mean? like this. If they have a rim protector, if they have a true rim protector, like a Miles Turner, for example, you're not picking them to get swept. You probably pick them to win two games, right? Ooh. But because Stuff they like don't that. have that, because Lonzo Ball matters that much, that shows you how bad that roster is. That's fair. I just thought being a, a good defensive team with no rim protection, you're right. That the way they were set up, Lonzo and Caruso were of extreme importance because, you know, they're not traffic cones on defense. You know what I mean? They didn't have, really have a rim protector, but I get it. Good story, but they just got the worst possible matchup for them, which was Milwaukee. Uh please pray for Pat Williams. It's gonna be nasty what Giannis does. Giannis is gonna ramp up and it's gonna be ugly. And there it is. Now, we finish here. I got to circle back. We touched on it earlier. Boston and Brooklyn, you sure this is going seven? I have it going seven. I think these uh, – I mean, as Paul is trying to tell me, Tatum has horrible games against the uh, Brooklyn, but he also has uh, very uh, generational games against Brooklyn as well. So his confidence is pretty good with them. The Celtics have a lot of good perimeter defenders. They're going to make Yo-Yo Man and uh, the servant work for all their buckets, but they're also tough shot makers. They love working for their buckets. So it's going to be a lot of back and forth. Uh, the home court is going to be a big advantage because, you know, Kyrie has mixed feelings about Boston's home court. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but I think ultimately the team that has overall better roster that has the home court advantage, I think they're going to squeak it out. See, here's my thing. If it gets to a game seven, I'm going to go at the team with the best player. And I'm probably going to go with that. Brooklyn if it gets to seven. So that's that's kind of where I mean, like if it gets to seven, I'm switching my pick to Brooklyn. Like I, I, I'm only I'm picking Boston because I think the gap between the teams is so much so that it won't get to that one game situation where one player can kind of shift the whole dynamic in in, in a, in a dull home situation. So yeah, how do you think Boston wins the seventh game uh, against Brooklyn? You think the home court is going to matter that much? You got, you, but you also have to remember. Outside, outside of uh, outside of uh, LeBron, who's historically the greatest Game Seven player statistically, most Game Sevens are usually decided by role players. You know what I mean? Like that's just how Game Sevens tend to go. It's always some role player coming out of nowhere, uh, making huge contributions. The stars usually get locked up because the coaches are selling out to make sure they don't beat them, and it always has to be a role player that, that's going to come win. So it's like, whose role players are you going to take? Boston or Brooklyn, and I'm thinking. My thinking is in the game seven, I'm taking the guys who're at home who have the better role players, top to bottom. So that's my thinking in, in, in the seven game series. I think Kyrie and Katie are going to sell out to push it to seven. I think Boston's role players are going to uh, seal the deal in the seven in a game seven at home. 
Yeah, I just if it goes seven, I'm, I'm probably gonna rock with KD and Kyrie in that situation. You know, to be honest, uh, I because it. I think at that point they would have somewhat cracked Boston's tough defense at some point enough to you know win three games. I think in a seven game series or in a one game off, I'm gonna lean towards the best player. You know, every time, and you know, I, I beat KD. KD still has Tatum by a good amount, even though the, the gap is closing between KD getting older and Tatum, you know, going into his prime. But I, I still got KD, you know, as the best guy in that series for right now. Paul, respectful discourse. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys, we've gone through the um, through the first round. Let's go second round here. Um, so Kings back out west. We got both got Phoenix the first round going against Utah in the second round. Both pick Utah if Luca can't go. Um, I will I will pick Phoenix in five in that series. The way Phoenix offense is is directly designed to attack what Utah's weakness is. You know you got two players that live in the mid range in Book and Chris Paul. That's where Utah likes to give up defensively with the, the drop scheme. And they also don't have any a soul who's going to be able to guard Buck on top of that. So I, I kind of like Phoenix rather easily in that second round series. Yeah, I mean, Book, Book and Chris Paul are just going to attack Rudy in the drop. Um, Utah Jazz has terrible perimeter defenders. Should be done in five games. Right. And then here it is, Kings. We got to we got to make a decision now. We we've we have kind of suggested it all year. If everything goes right, we'll get it. Memphis, Golden State round. Oh, for me, Memphis, Golden State round two. You picked Minnesota in seven. On my end, it's Memphis, Golden State. And, man, I'm going to go Memphis in seven. Sheesh. Memphis in seven over Golden State in round two. I'll say this. I'll say this. Regardless if it's. Uh, Minnesota or if it's Memphis I'm taking Golden State I'm taking obviously I'll take Golden State over my team I'll take that in six but against against Memphis it would be a seven game series but the team that's been through the wars the teams that has the championship pedigree I mean look <laughs> all it takes is Clay <laughs> all it takes is Clay Thompson 10 threes you know what I'm saying and, and that game is over so you know what I mean so it's like I got to roll with the guys who've done it before. Um, it's, it's just going to be hard to knock them off. I think Memphis is matched up great, greatly. But uh, when you in that, when you in that series, man, when it, when it's, when it's that time, you know, a lot is on the line. Legacies is on the line. Memphis is just too young. They're just too young. Man, uh, you know, in, in NBA, all empires fall, baby. Sometimes <laughs> earlier before, you know, it's going to fall. That's not by Memphis. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. All right, bet. So let's go, you. So let's go with your pick first. You will pick Golden State. So you got a Phoenix Golden State Western Conference Finals. Yep. Um, I actually think if this happens, I'm leaning Golden State. They match up with I Phoenix. Like I, I was pick, I was leaning Phoenix earlier, but I think Golden State they they match up pretty well with with Phoenix. 
Yeah, I got Golden State. I've been saying that all year. All Golden State needs to do is survive Memphis. They survive Memphis. They're going to the finals because I don't think Phoenix matches up well at them with them at all. They got too much length, too much perimeter defense for uh for Book. They're gonna make life hell for CP3. And uh, yeah, I just don't think uh, Phoenix has the guards to stop Poole, Curry, and uh, Mikhail can only guard one of Poole, Curry, and Clay. So uh, it's it's yeah, I got I got Golden State in six. Right. It's a little simpler for me in that matchup. I, I just feel like you know Aiden was just so special in the playoffs last year. In the Western Conference, he just ended up running into Giannis, and nobody was stopping that guy last year, so we get it. But I just, you know, Draymond, this is where, you know, he can shut up all the naysayers, myself included, and I've kind of been down to him the last couple years. But if he can make it so Aiden is not looking like the second coming of David Robinson like he did last year in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. which is why Phoenix went to the finals, I really believe the, the Warriors match up um, match up well with Phoenix everywhere else around the roster. That's that's what I think. So, yeah, if it's Warriors, if it's Warriors, Phoenix, I'm gonna lean Golden State. You know, I expect it to be a six-seven gamer. Yeah, if it's Phoenix, Memphis, I got Phoenix in that one in six. All right, so. On your bracket, the Warriors are going to the finals, correct? If I'm doing, yes, looking at this correctly. In my bracket, my bracket, I, I have Phoenix beating Memphis in, in the conference finals. Um, if you look at just look at the matchups, man, it, it's just somehow it's been real rough for for Memphis matchups. Memphis matches up great with Golden State, and not so great with Phoenix. Yeah, just bad. You know, it's just w- weird how that works. Um, so I, I would pick Phoenix if they end up playing Memphis. And, you know, so I guess on my bracket, Phoenix is going to the finals, um, which means I'm probably rooting for whoever I have coming out east. Because <laughs> not have Chris Paul winning championships, uh, you know, in this era of basketball or ever. I'm kidding. Y'all. I think Chris Paul is a great player. I'm just I'm just not a fan. <laughs> All right. Let's go out east. So let's do your side of this first. You have Miami versus Philly in round two. Yep. Who would you take there? Oh, okay. Now this now this is the one where I would be like, okay, Harden might be in trouble. Harden and Embiid might be in trouble. They might be in trouble in this series. Uh the Heat are very physical. Um it's 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 gonna it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for for the Philly to score on this team. But on the flip side, and I told this to Jab. If Thibault gets put on Hero, it's gonna be hard for Miami to score 90 points in every game. That, mm. that's, that's that's just gonna be bottom line. Like if if Thibault gets put on Hero, Miami scoring 90 plus a night is gonna be is gonna be hell. So, with that said, I would take Philly. Oh my in six God. games. Hey, listen, man. I've been potting with Kings for two seasons now. I've never seen this man display this much faith. And James Harden, but I have I have <laughs> I have zero faith in James Harden. I have zero faith in 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 Doc Rivers. But at some point, bro, the talent gap and, and the greatness of that inside-out play from Embiid and the refs being in their favor, most likely because it's not just Harden; it's Embiid now. I, I think at some point that has to take them take them a, a, a good way. It's not gonna take them all the way. It's gonna take them a good way. <laughs> 
All right, wow, you got Philly upsetting, woo, upsetting Miami. So on my side of the bracket, it, it would be Toronto and Miami. I, I will pick Miami in six. I think it's like just you kind of mirror images of each other, but Miami does it better, if that makes sense. Uh, no true superstar on each team, really dependent on system. But I think, you know, I like Bam, Jimmy, Kyle a little better than – you know, Siakam, Fred, and, and Scotty Barnes at this point. You know, so I, I will lean Miami. You know, you got two genius coaches. I expect to see some wild adjustments between those two mad yeah, scientist that coaches. Great X's and O's. Yeah, that would be great X's and O's battle. That would be fun to watch for anybody who's into that type of stuff on the basketball side of things. So, <clears throat> but I will lean Miami. Miami in six or even possibly seven. So uh, I'll stick with that. On the other side, um, we both have Milwaukee and Boston advancing. How do you see that series going in the second round? If Boston had Rob Will, now this is the series where Rob Will is gonna is gonna matter. They yep. have Rob Will. I could see I could see him pushing it all the way. Um, but as of now, I have Milwaukee in six. Yeah, I'm the same way. If Rob Will was playing, I really think this would go seven. Um, Milwaukee's defense has been iffy for me all year. I think part of it is just tired or, you know, they're bored or just championship hangover. Um, but I think when they lock in, they can still defend at an elite level. But Boston just has an elite defense with uh, with Time Lord back there. I think it changes. Uh, somebody has just posted that he's coming yeah, back in the first round, according to Woj. Uh, that changes everything for me. It could go seven. But, but, but I, even then, it's just like he – being compromised against Giannis is just not a good formula. Right, right. So uh, I will take Milwaukee in, in six. Right now I'm with you on that one, um, Milwaukee in six. Conference finals for you, that leaves Milwaukee and Philly. Uh, talk about what you see there. Yeah, that that's that would be Milwaukee in five games. Um, yeah, that's when that's when Harden and Embiid, you know, and Doc, they completely get exposed. They'll get exposed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, for me, that's the series I got them getting exposed in. Um, I like, I, I get, I get why y'all think of the Raptors, but it's like they just too small for Embiid. And for me, with the Heat, again, if if you if you stop Tyler Hero, it's gonna be hard to to have Miami scoring ninety points. Like that's very, that's that's gonna be a challenge for him. <laughs> Tyler Hero is, is a crucial part of their offense, so uh, I just don't see with those two. But uh, if they play the Bucks, yeah, that's that's, that's over. With. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, you're looking at matchups more so than like this team is going this far. So I, I get it. Yeah, Philly has favorable matchups in your eyes. What I'm saying, basically, is what I'm I'm here basically, right? Yeah, basically, it's yeah. the Philly as a team has favorable matchups. So um, I get it. Harden has his demons, but that's why he wanted to gang up with Embiid. You know, he, right. he didn't want to have to keep having to carry guys from the perimeter. He just wanted to play inside out, catch and attack closeouts. Right. Um, on my side is, is, is Miami. Um, I will pick Milwaukee in six again. Again, I just think Giannis is, is too much. Only that that scares me is, you know, Chris Middleton and, and Drew Howell, they are prone to just throw up uh, those G League type performances on the road, <laughs> that extended series. Um, and, and that could get, you know, nervous in the playoffs. Happened against Boston, against um, Brooklyn last year where, you know, they were so bad. You know, the series kind of went longer than it, than it should have, and you end up in a one game off, and, you know, KD's toe, you know, saves your season. <laughs> you know what I mean? KD having big feet. So we'll see what happens um, in this series. But I, I, I like Milwaukee going six. Hopefully 
you know, the the playoff, the championship run eased Chris Middleton's and Drew Holiday's demons, even though Chris has had a rough year low key. If you look at his shooting and efficiency splits, it's uh it has not been great. So we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I like Middleton and against um I like Middleton against the Sixers. I think he I think he'd be I think he'd be great there. Uh, somebody said Milton, a Heat killer. He is definitely good against the Miami Heat. Uh, he's also, you know, a Boston killer, as we all know. Those are all favorable matchups for him. I think the the one the one team he does struggle with, um, and inconsistent with it definitely is the Nets. Um, he only really seems to ball on the Nets at home in Milwaukee, but that's just kind of been his mo for the playoffs in general. But uh, you know, I I think Milwaukee's just gonna, they're gonna have enough to go back to they're gonna have enough to go back to back. I'll go ahead and say in the finals. Milwaukee versus Golden State. I have Milwaukee in six. I just think at the end of the day, the Milwaukee has the best roster in the, in the league. That's been my position from the beginning of the season. I picked Milwaukee to win the chip before yeah, the season yeah, started, yeah. and I'm just going to stick with it. I just think they have the best team top to bottom. They, You know, like it, it's when you win a chip and you have guys in and out the lineup like they did, you know, they wasn't stripping. You know, they wasn't stressing most of the regular season. They still finished around similar records uh, or, or pace that they had last year when they won the chip. I think in their minds, it was just, let's just get to the playoffs. Let's get all our guys back. Let's go on a run, and let's go win it all again. So, And I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, I think we both picked the Bucks before the season. Or maybe uh, did I pick Brooklyn early? I got to go watch. I got I to gotta double check, make sure I'm not on here on the internet lying, man. I know it was either Brooklyn or Milwaukee, but, you know, at this point, I think Milwaukee's set up for a back-to-back as well, uh, given what they have to go through on their side of the bracket. Um, Again, if Ben Simmons would have gotten some run in and we could have saw how he looked, I think that could have changed things in the East. Absolutely. I just don't think teams have much for – much for Giannis on this side of the bracket or in the league now, really. It just, you know, it might be at a point, you know, he goes back-to-back. Another finals MVP, you know, we got to get to that. You know, it, it's his league territory. You know what I mean? Um, I really don't think a player has had a stranglehold on the quote-unquote best player title like this since Brown was in his prime. I know KD fans are in here. I apologize. I just I just don't think he does it night to night like Giannis does on both ends. You know, KD misses you know, a fair amount of games, which is expected given his age, and he's playing for championships now at this stage in his career, not legacy. You know what I mean? So – you know, that's that's where I am with that discussion. But, you know, we both have the Bucks win the championship. You got Bucks over Warriors. I have Bucks over Suns. We got about five to ten minutes for questions or comments. You guys want to tap in, hit that button. Feel free to come up, argue with anything we say, anything you want to add to the discussion. You guys can feel free uh, to do that. James, you there? Yeah, I'm here. You can hear me? Yeah, what's going on, man? Talk to me. I want to. I just want to talk a little bit about that Toronto Philly series. That feels like to me, King don't got enough faith. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> I, I'll say that I let Kings talk more, but Embiid is his guy. He's a big Embiid guy, so I, I feel him. Now I hear it on Embiid. Like I agree with you that we're not doing anything to stop Embiid, but the thing is, Embiid is only one guy, and he doesn't have the greatest stamina. He can't play forever, and like who's behind Embiid? DJ. So, like, he's going to get killed in the minutes that he's not on. That's the one of the biggest reasons they lost against the Raptors in 2019. They haven't fixed that issue. And with James Harden, 
like in the regular season games that we seen him against the Raptors, we were guarding him on single coverage. And we were doing it pretty successfully. So unless, you know, like he's been relaxing and chilling in the regular season games, he's got that extra burst that he's been saving for the playoffs, like we'll have the extra man to double and bead. And obviously he's still going to get his. He's an amazing player, but we're going to make it hard for him. We're going to make him work for it. And we're going to tire him out. So if this game starts gets into game six, like his output is just not going to be as efficient as the start of the series, in my opinion. I, I'll say I'll say I'll say this: if 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 you guys double and B and and you leave four on three, you're Harden and Maxi. Don't be surprised to see Maxi average twenty. I, I got a question, Kings. Uh, so Tybo can't play in Toronto. Does that have any bearing on the series for you? Honestly, in this series against Toronto, that actually might benefit Philly. They they probably <laughs> space him at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like like a team a team like the a team like the Heat, where you know they the Heat doesn't really have any offensive guys, and you, you know if you shut down one of their offensive guys, they pretty much you pretty much have them. I would say yeah, play a uh, play die ball. But a team like the the Raptors are very versatile. They have a lot of ways they can attack. Uh, you can't really just and they don't really just have a a, a, a go to guy. Offensively, they have a lot of guys averaging double figures. So even if you stop one, they they can use uh, they can feature other dudes. So I think Tybul's great defense isn't as good for the Raptors, and his offense is just too much of a negative in that series. I think it actually helps them out that he's not playing. Well, uh, to contribute to that, I think it's interesting because I feel like it would help them if it was he was either in or out, but he's halfway, right? And in the games that in the Raptors games, he's not going to be there, so. He, there's no one who's going to be able to really trouble Gary Trent Jr., uh, who's like, he would have trouble against a player like Matisse. So it, at home, uh, Gary Trent Jr. is going to go off. But then in um, at Philly, we'll just be sagging off of Matisse because his offense is pretty much non-existent. So like, they won't even re- really be able to get into a rhythm because of that, like, very alternating schemes based off of his, based off of his uh, presence. But on the flip side, that also means it's going to be hard for you to adjust because now you're seeing you're seeing two different play styles when they have tie bull when they don't have tie bull. So it, it's it's give and take. I mean, I hear that, but I mean, one side is running Nurse, the other side is running Glenn. He <laughs> called him Glenn. <laughs> this is fair. All right, all right, James, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you. All right. Yeah, well, I just want to shout out to you guys. Pod is pretty awesome. Um. I pretty much started uh, watching basketball in 2019. And honestly, like, just listening to your pod has really, like, helped me be able to see the game better and, like, look out for stuff and just be able to, like, observe it with better eyes and uh, appreciate, I guess, the nuances of it. So just shout-outs to you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, enjoy the real talk. All right, man. That's love. Appreciate that, brother. I do not know how to pronounce your name. Don't want to butcher it. It's all good. It's all good, bro. My name is Abdi. You can Abdi Rizak. Okay, sorry about that. What's up? Thank you, thank you for calling in, man. Appreciate you. I'll, I'll go, I'll go, bro. I was just want to talk about the Raptor Sixers series again. Raptor fan here. Um, my thing is, I just got to see Game One if Harden really is lying and he can move because I that, that last time we played him, he couldn't blow by Ken Birch, and that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> that, was, that was the best part about it. But now it's like the thing about with Embiid. I know he's MVP. I know he's he should be MVP. He's dominant. But for the last three years since I've seen it, and again, with this whole scheme of six, nine guys, no real center, that was the number one worry coming into the season where it's like, how are we going to play against bigs? Are bigs going to kill us? I don't know if it's mental. 
I don't know if he has that switch, but when Joel Embiid, he, he, I think the last game he had 30 and 10, and he wasn't the best player on the court that night. And my whole thing is, come playoff time, he might have that switch against us, but it's just like, Pressure Chu was guarding him, man, and he's he's like he turns into like seven foot James Harden. He's like, I'm gonna turn a do a turnaround fadeaway jump shot, and I'm gonna try to get a call, and I'm gonna fall on the ground. It's like I always I always think of like, oh, he's gonna dunk on these guys all the time. So I just don't like. What do you think of game one? Do you think Joel Embiid is gonna dominate? Because it's like I've seen him play the last three times when we were healthy, and it's like it just it just I don't know. It's just like a weird feeling where it's like he should dominate, but he just doesn't. These Raptor fans like, yo, neck, boys. Yeah, Talk to I'm just asking, bro. I'm just asking, <laughs> I'm just asking questions, bro. I'm just asking questions. If, if they, if they, if they, if y'all single cover and B, he's going for 35, but I don't think, I don't think you're going to single cover. I think you're going to say your coverage is at him. I yeah, think sure. he's going to average 25, 27, on, on sub 50%. But these are the guys I think is going to win. Obviously, I told you Harden is going to average 25 and 10. <laughs> I really think Maxi, man, Maxi's gonna. Come I, don't know, I rock on Maxi. He's gonna average. I think he's gonna have a twenty points per game. See, I think he's gonna get favorable looks off MB, off Harden. And I think he's really gonna. He's really gonna attack your, the weaknesses in your defense once he gets his looks. Once he attacks his closeouts. Once he attacks his mismatch. I think Maxi's gonna be a real problem for you guys. And I think his his threat off those two, Harden being able to play off Embiid. I think, you know, and then Harden being a playoff and B having uh, numbers going to get Tobias Harris some better looks. I, I think that's going to be how they win, really. I, th- I think that's the key for, for uh, Philly. That's true. I, f- I appreciate that. I think the number one thing from our face with Raptor fans is I got this year against that defense, like, I believe Pascal will hoop. Like, I get it. A lot of people gave him shit for that, the, that bubble performance. And all of that, but that's two years ago. And like, this is a year where there's like, they put George Neing on him and his eyes just light up all the time. They put even Matisse Thibault that game when he was there. Like, I'm not worried one on one Matisse Thibault, Pascal Scott. I'm not worried about that. So, hey, if, I put, I put, I put Siakam on my all NBA team, man. That's I, how I, appreciate, I, I appreciate so, that, bro. I appreciate he's my that. my third team all NBA. Siakam was real for me this year. I hear you. I pre- I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. I picked tomorrow. I just got to see game one, bro. I just got to see if James Harden still can't blow by Cam Birch and Joel Embiid just has malfunctions where he says, I want to be seven foot James Harden, then I'm taking the Raptors like in six convincingly. But if James Harden all of a sudden is back to old James Harden, then, you know, like it is what it is. But I appreciate y'all coming. Let me come up, bro. No, it's all good, baby. Cork Myers might go for 12 a night on y'all. I'm just saying. You just throwing out numbers now, bro. You gonna add, add <laughs> I'm up. just saying, man. Whatever you throw it up, add up to like 150, bro. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Cork <laughs> Miles might have big nights. Akshay, are you there? Yes, sir. What's, What's happening? What's going on with you, man? Good. I'm good. I was just wanting to give you guys a take slash question about this Boston, uh, Boston Brooklyn series, right? So my thing is. I feel like Kyrie is very special, but I feel like even in Cleveland, there were some games against the Warriors and this uh, against that defense. Like LeBron was always going to play good every game in that series, but there were a lot of games, especially in 2017. I think all three games when they played at Oracle, he struggled. But with um, so I think, and there was more room for leeway with that Cavs roster. It was just a better roster than this Brooklyn roster. So I'm thinking. And in like Kyrie's last uh, playoffs when he was in 2019 against uh, Milwaukee, he struggled. So what do you think 
about like if Kyrie has an off series or off games like he does have in the playoffs, do you think that series could go in five or six? Absolutely. He has the way Brooklyn is set up. He has to play well. That's a great point. I think Kings has mentioned that too before when he, uh, before the season, when he picked Milwaukee, part of the reason was, was Kyrie's playoff struggles against, you know, certain type of teams. You know what I mean? And, you know, Boston is definitely that type of defensive team. So that's a great point you raised. Because they got some good matchups for him too, like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, just long wings and Marcus Smart, Derek White. Like with Durant, you can't do anything. But I feel like with him, it's going to be tough for him to just like compared to that Cavs game, like he was getting anything he wanted. I just don't think that Boston defense is going to be that easy to just get off yeah, whatever he wants, especially as a smaller guard. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to – Marcus, uh, to Marcus Smart versus Kyrie and Pat Bev versus Jabba Ray. I'm looking forward to both of those matchups tremendously. Go ahead, Kings. I'm sorry, bro. Go ahead. No, I mean, it like for me, it's really just going to be come down to at home, the role players is going to get busy. Like that, that's just really going to come down to in, in this series. I think Seth is going to be good for Brooklyn at home. I think for Boston, Pritchard, Smart, White, they're going to do their thing. But you know it's gonna like I said it's gonna go it's gonna be a seven game series so at the end of the day it's gonna come down to who has home court game seven the stars are probably gonna struggle in that game especially with the type of perimeter defense that both teams are capable of playing and I think the role players are it's gonna be up to the role players to win it and I'm gonna take the role players at home that that's, that's just how I'm leaning I feel you I feel you and then I want to ask one more thing with uh, Golden State I know Maples was talking about. They don't match up well with Memphis, but what I've seen from them recently, and I'm not even a Warriors fan, I'm terrified. I don't want them to win again, but like with Poole's emergence, because he didn't play like this in their earlier matchup against Memphis. He didn't have that freedom and confidence, and then Clay's looking like himself, and if they get Steph back to his like original self or how he was playing in the early season, I'm with Kings. Like I feel like that pedigree especially with pool like if you put those three dynamic guards i feel like no team can match those three players like i don't see any team in the league that matches that firepower from yeah, those well, well the thing was i picked him in seven right so basically in a one game off anything can happen i just picked him in seven i just happened to lean memphis so it's not like i don't think the warriors are getting watched i think it's going seven so it's not like they're gonna get like people think you know is so absolute and is binding is, but everything's on a spec. Like they're not going to get their ass whooped, in my opinion. It's going to be a long, hard fought series. I just happen to lean toward the Grizzlies. That's all. But yeah, like those are, that's a great point. Poole's not playing the same. Clay looks a lot better, and we'll also have to see what Draymond looks like, you know, as well. You know, can he play Stephen Adams off the floor and make them have to play Triple J in the center? You know what I mean? So we'll look at stuff like that and how that you know pans out over the course of that series. All right, man, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and cut it there. We appreciate you guys for tapping in to the Temple of Hoop. Make sure you follow Addis Kings, bruh, on Twitter, myself, JJMables55 underscore MST. We appreciate you guys for tapping in. The content will be coming as the NBA playoffs go into full swing. We'll catch you guys on the next episode, and we are out of here. I appreciate y'all for real. Peace.